0: Okay, so let's actually save all this energy. and Let's just do. It. <laughs> I want, do you the, want. Let's just do it. For, I'll, do, I'll, I'll, I'll do dress. Do you want
1: it. me to take the? No, no, the no, no. I'll, I'll
0: dress. I'll dress it. I'll dress it. I'll dress it.
2: Welcome to the RuPaul's
0: Drag Race Recap Show for Season 6, Episode 8, Very Special, Drag Queens of Comedy Edition. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined this time by a very special guest. <laughs> and I put, she puts so special in the word special. Uh, please Thank welcome you. to the show my friend, comedian Lori Roggenkamp. Hi, Lori. Aw,
1: that's so sweet. You put friend in, friend first before comedian. Well, you didn't see Usually it. you say a comedian Who's also my friend? Well, you
0: my hands are below camera, so you didn't see. I had air quotes going, <laughs> wow. but you didn't see the air quotes. I want, every, I want everyone to know that right before we started recording, I'm sitting there, I'm talking to Lori. I see her on the Google Hangout, and all of a sudden, she throws <laughs> a blanket over her head like a crane. You look like you're like in the movie The Room, and you've just called the police. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm uh, it, it's a poor man. Wait, wait, hold on for a second. You have a table. You don't have to hold the microphone. I don't have a table. Oh, I'm in my bed. Oh, okay. Then you have to hold the microphone. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I thought you had like a desk or something.
1: No, no, no. I, when you called, I was actually in the bathroom, and then uh, I had to quickly not be in the bathroom.
0: So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get. I'm at the gym. I'm That's a humble brag that I was at the gym. And uh, by the way, you look good. Thank you. Uh, Lori texts me like, hey, I can totally uh, do it today. Uh, but uh, just so you know, I'm feeling ill. I'm going to be running to the bathroom bunch. Yeah. Just wait till so you that. hear some of these drag queens doing comedy. Oh, my God. Now, l- That's what I'm nervous about. Well, here, it, it, well, luckily, it's only a minute long for each one. All right. They only do a minute? They only do a minute. Well, I'm sure they did longer, but they cut it down to a minute for the show. Now, let me let's go over just briefly your kind of your history here. Uh, You are a stand up comic, right? Yes. You've been to the Montreal Comedy Festival. Let me tell you this story. It's one of my favorite stories to tell all the time. (laughs) I just told somebody this story, too. I know what story (laughs) you're going to tell. Lori Ronkamp has a joke. Do you still do this joke
1: on your set? I do, but you know what's funny is now. more often than not, now people love. I do a bit where I yell at my cousins because they keep asking me oh, questions wait. about my future. Is that online? And it might be, I don't know. Um, but I, I yell at them, and I am just like basically devolving into like I don't know what I am doing with my life. Like it's just I make terrible choices. So that now people are like, oh, I love that bit. Oh, and then, okay.
0: If I can so, find if I can find the cousin one, I'll put it in the show. But I'll, otherwise, I'll put it in the one about your mom. I,
1: when I started doing stand up comedy. My family wasn't really uh, happy about it. And uh, like my grandma, when I told my grandma, she's like, well, Lori, I just think female comedians are so unfeminine. I was like, well, so is a mustache, but that didn't seem to bother you. (laughs) She's dead now, so double serve. (laughs) The worst one was my mom. My mom went and saw one of my first stand-up shows. Afterwards, I called her and I was like, hey mom, what'd you think? And she goes, well, now you're not gonna be able to be president. What? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a replay for you of a conversation I had with my mother about how me doing stand-up now means I will no longer be able to be president of the United States of America. All right this is that conversation. Um, Mom, I've never wanted to be president, so I don't know why you're upset about that. I've never once told you I wanted to be president. Well, I'm not, Lori, okay? So just drop it, all right? I thought maybe someday, but now it's not gonna happen, okay? So just drop it, okay? I, I, I'm done. I'm not I'm done. I'm done. not even gonna talk about it. I don't understand why you're upset about it, Mom. I've never even once thought about being president. When have I ever told you I wanted to be president? I don't know, Lori, okay? Just stop thinking about it, all right? That's not gonna happen.
0: The first time I ever heard the joke, I literally laughed so hard that I, like, have you ever had it where your, like, back hurts and your neck hurts from laughing? You, like, sprained yourself? Yeah. Yeah. And it was so funny. Well, then, we used to do stand-up at this bar in, in Pasadena, California, and it, it overlooks an alley. So, the where you do the stand-up comedy, it, it's a, it's a real classy joint. <laughs> <It's> a- <laughs> <laughs> you got a patio was, that overlooks uh, uh,
1: Yeah, we. it was, you know... It was it was second to the improv. Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> so, we're doing so. I wasn't even there that night, but our friend who runs the show calls me and tells me that Lori comes in, does her set, closes with that bit uh, that you just heard, if I played it, and about her calling her mom, and uh, she walks out, leaves her set's done, takes off. A few minutes later, the police come barging in to Barney's Beanery because they think someone is being attacked. <laughs> in the alley um, <laughs> and so and what's funny I don't know if you knew this part you know they had to shut down the comedy show for a while because then they found out you're not supposed to be doing a show out here and so it even oh it, no seriously yeah it shut Barney's Beanery down for not, sh- not, sh- not just a restaurant but just a comedy show they shut it down for a while just to like get the get the fuzz off of them you know oh my god that's thank you Lori Lori's, that's depressing <laughs> I'm not even joking I could do a series of Episodes just about Lori and her life and her family. <laughs> I'm taking the blanket off. Um, oh, that sounds so much worse. The- <laughs> no. Well, my computer's
1: overheating because I forgot to bring my thing. Well, but, you um, wrapped it in a blanket. <laughs> I, thought, I thought this was going to be a genius idea. Okay. Uh, no, I... <laughs> When my favorites were uh, doing Late Night at Martini Blues. I was just thinking just, about like, that. Coming up where she brought that doll up and like didn't mention
0: it. What she's referring to she, is when I used to do stand-up. I used to, sometimes, just to make, so we used to do stand-up comedy at this bar that no longer exists. The bar is not called that anymore. Called Martini, it's, Blues, I and I don't think... Oh, th- even the bar is gone? Place,
1: I think every... Uh, yeah, I think that whole place is gone. Or at least that bar is gone. Uh, they've, I think they've totally demolished it. Uh,
0: it. It was actually a great place. Wouldn't you agree to start as a stand-up? Both places don't exist yeah. anymore. But they, it was kind of a hangout. All the comics would hang out there. And uh, they used to do a, an open mic night, but that went to like 3 in the morning. It <laughs> went really late. So I knew... And I think Bill, who used to book the show, you knew I wasn't going to show up till late. So I would literally get home from work, go to sleep for four hours, wake up at like twelve thirty, drive to Huntington Beach, and be there on one. And Lori and I would be there, and we would be there would be zero people in the audience, and it was just us fucking around and doing things. So one of the things I used to do is I used to bring and Jim Tierney.
1: Jim Tierney was always last because <laughs> he would he was always talk about like the ter- worst shit. So he'd always be there, and he'd be like, "Guys, you guys." I know comedy, and you guys are going to make it. And it will be like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're funny. That guy just just for audience sake. That guy had a bit, and you, you, I don't know if you remember this, but that guy had a bit where he talked about how he uh, he likes to fill up his blow up doll with jelly, so so <laughs> and stab it so he feels it feels real. And he comes off stage one time, comes off stage literally like walks, and it's like a long, it's like a. a almost like a theater it's like a theater so you have to walk down all the way and then you have to walk through these two double doors and then out the out the glass door he comes barreling to us and he's like guys I got the formula down (laughs) like I'm getting I'm getting three laughs per every 15 seconds (laughs) and just like walks walks into the ether
0: like leaves and goes (laughs) into the parking lot uh, a, oh those, were God, those were the days. Those were the days. Yeah. So, anyways, to finish that story, I used to walk up on stage with a ventriloquist dummy, but never address the dummy or bring up the dummy. I would just do my boring set, but just with the dummy in my hand. People would be like, "It would just be." You're going to hear the kind of claps I would get, and it wouldn't be different from what you're hearing today. Um, but you know what? Let's get to it. We can we can interject with little stories in between. But let's, I'm going to play the first one now. Lori, just to be brief. You've never seen this episode. You don't think, and you don't know who. I'm going I'm to say the comedian. I mean, I'm going to say the comedian and the drag queen's name. One and the same. And just for the so I can edit it. But um, you've never seen them. You've never heard this. And, no. she, and you're going to give your professional opinion. Don't be afraid to be mean. This is four years old. Things have already happened. And you're not hurting anyone's feelings. Here we go. First one up, Darian Lake.
3: My name is Miss Darian Lake I like to say Miss because it lets the boys know I'm single You know (laughs) Of course my 14 cats And my appearance on Hoarders Buried Alive might also let them know I'm single (laughs) I asked my mother I'm like mom how did I end up so twisted Like did you like drop me on my head When I was a baby She was like honey you have to be held to be dropped (laughs) Here representing all the big and curvy girls. Hey. I'm trying to get in shape. I mean, well, round is a shape, you yes, know? Yes, yes. At the gym, I'm like a ninja. You will never see me there. I know we got some old people here in the audience tonight. Yes, how y'all doing? Yeah, did you guys all come together on the arc? Tell Noah I said hello.
0: Now, Laurie, I should tell you, this before you tell me something, and before you say anything, I forgot to tell you this. They, they did add a little twist in the show, and they packed the audience with senior citizens. Oh, okay. okay that's why she made that joke at the end. All right, that's she so she me was me the lead-off. Else. I'm doing it in the order that they went up. What were your thoughts on Darian Lake, first comedian to go?
1: Uh, You know, I wasn't too disappointed mm-hmm. uh i will say i li- did love the audience whoever the audience member was who when she said rounds of shape and then goes yes it is <laughs> I, love, I, love I love validation from the audience like that when you're like uh i'm fat oh yeah no you are we all agree <laughs> we <laughs> took a poll yeah. <laughs> i'm confirming your your suspicions um I will say though that one of my pet peeves is call and response comedy, mm-hmm. where you go like, "Oh," and I I do a little bit of applause comedy, where you go like, "I lost recently lost 150 pounds, or I recently got married." Like that is you know you do that. I can understand that, but I, I hate I don't like it when people like ask questions to the audience and stuff like that because you just set yourself up for failure. So because a lot of times.
0: Onions are dicks? So can you can you do me a favor? It's a weird question. Can you turn the microphone around? Yeah, exactly the way. Yep, yep, perfect. All right, keep going. No, like
1: that. Oh okay. my god. Oh yeah, that sounds a lot better. Yeah,
0: because the the audio is going <laughs> out like that. Sorry. Oh uh, well, you should have told me. That. Well, I just realized when I you saw the video. Okay, you knew that I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> I mean, look, all, thank God <laughs> we figured it out in the first comic. Okay, so. Um, Okay, so Darian. The arc thing was a little weird. I felt
1: like, uh, I felt like she was desperately trying to do something with the audience Mm -hmm. and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna." It reminds me of my dad. my My dad did my dad My dad did stand up once at a show. Um, and he came to the show, and he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna say, say, hey, you hockey pucks,' because it's from um." Uh, was it Mr. Sensitivity or who, uh, Don Rickles? Yeah. He used to come out and say like, Hey, what's up? Hockey pucks or so, something like that. And, uh, and I was like, dad, nobody's going to get that reference. It's just like, it's all improvisers, <laughs> like under 20, under 25. He's like, no, 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 it'll be funny. It'll be fun. And I was like, dad, you, you can't do that. You have to go out and, Oh no, he wasn't doing stand up. He was telling a story. He was going. So I was like, you have to go out and you have to improvise. You have to fly off the cuff of what uh of of what you know is being asked he goes okay 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 and then as soon as he gets out there he goes hey you hockey pucks just like oh my god like he was i was just like he he's not he's gonna just do him there's no way he can so i feel like she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna see some old people i'm gonna say that they came from the ark yeah that's what i'm gonna do
0: i like it here we go next up from down under courtney act As
4: you may have all gathered from my accent, I am from Idaho. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm from Australia. Land of kangaroos, land of Olivia Newton-John, and throw another shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. Well, what if I don't want shrimp thrown on me? (laughs) I want to look fishy, not smell fishy. (laughs) So um, I uh, I moved to America recently. I moved to West Hollywood. And I've written a little bit of a song about some of the people that I've met there. and, uh, And I'd like to sing it for you now. <clears throat> They'll take you down with just one look They hunt in packs, they don't read books Injectable tans and no tattoos Too young for Botox, got nothing to lose They're the mean gays, they live in West Hollywood They're the mean gays, oh, they, you would if they could I'm a mean gay, well you would if you could I might look nice, for do things twice before you take me on
0: Okay, Lori Rodkamp, your thoughts on Courtney Act?
1: Uh, oh, my God. Uh, she, you know what? That has a really good voice. I was worried. I was worried uh, that it wasn't going to be good. I was, the singing was good. The lyrics did not understand. Also, I get annoyed when people are like, I moved to West Hollywood. It's crazy, right? <laughs> so many, so many weirdos here. It's like, yes, of course, it's West Hollywood. Also, there are weirdos everywhere. But, but what do you think
0: about singing during a, a, a set? Uh,
1: She kind of like ran right into it. Like I always feel like I like it when like you go like, oh, this person's a singing comedian, not like like I, 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 I feel the same way about singing as I do juggling. It's like if I know what's going to happen, like I'll be OK. But if it just happens, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck happened there like why yeah why yeah. is they yeah you know, why are they singing because yeah, someone like henry Go ahead. oh the barbie thing is she does she dress like a barbie yeah she's
0: me? really really she's she looks like a, a real girl she's very very as the drag queens say fishy
1: what is that oh oh because the vagina okay <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: yeah yeah she uh, she looks like in a, in a future episode um chas bono falls head over heels for her Really? Yeah, let me let me send you a picture here.
1: Oh, wow. You know who she kind of reminds me of? The one episode I have seen was the one with uh Bob the Drag Queen. I oh, yeah,
0: season 8. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and that was the Britney Spears. Oh,
0: Derek Berry. Uh,
1: yeah, Derek Berry.
0: She kind of looks like Derek Berry a little bit. Uh, Derek Barry's still very manly, but she 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 looks like a real girl.
1: know i feel like derek berry's got girly things i don't know derek berry all of these are all of these people are girlier than me so i don't know i can't i can't say who's more mannish because they all all look more a thousand times
0: more feminine let's be honest lou ferrigno's girlier than you yes (laughs) have you seen lou ferrigno in a dress (laughs) damn all right here we go next up drag queen adore delano
5: You're probably wondering why I look like a Mexican Katy Perry right now, aren't you? My mother is a chola. Do you guys know what a chola is? Can I get a a show of hands? Yeah, we're in L.A., motherfucker. Yeah. (laughs) Ah. My mom's a chola, and she likes big cocks. Okay. No, yeah. I was really scared when I heard that senior citizens were going to be in the fucking audience tonight, okay? Just blame my fucking grandma because she likes to go to TJ and get work done so I never grasp the concept to respect my elders. The bitch never ages. She's a fake ass and a fake hip, and I'm pretty sure the ass came first and broke the hip, so I don't know what the hell she's doing. But anyways, my grandma's a whore. (laughs) It's my first time, people. (laughs) You guys having fun? Yeah. No. I'll mow your lungs later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lori
1: Roggenkamp Adore Delano. <laughs> oh my god, that was awful. That was so bad. Also, it was like it's one of those things where you're like, I hey, I think you just can't afford therapy. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> I think you're using the stage as like your way to like vent mm-hmm. your anger towards your family. <laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> Wait a minute, are you talking about yourself or Adore Delano?
1: Adore Delano. I do it in a funny way. Um, (laughs) I yell at my mom in humorous ways. Uh, No, she just like... (laughs) I also love how she's like, you guys are probably wondering. Uh, It's always like, no, why would I... Why would I wonder that? We just
0: saw you for the first time two seconds ago. Yeah.
1: Also, I swear to God, that's such a rare pull that if she was like, you guys are, I'd be like, holy fucking shit. She's a psychic. Like, (laughs) how does she know? And also, um, I didn't understand the chola thing. Like her mom's a chola. So she likes big dicks like that. Yeah. I've never heard that stereotype before. (laughs) I mean, I feel like in general, you could just be like, my mom's a you know, a baker. So she loves big dicks. Like, it's like, there's really no, there's really no correlation between the two. Be like, I mean, I'm assuming, yeah, I, I guess if your mom is a woman who likes to have sex with men, she would like big dicks. So yeah, sure. That makes sense. Like,
0: no, but don't, don't worry. Know. She's a chola. If we all know if cholas, cholas... love to do graffiti, throw their chanclas yeah. and love big dicks.
1: And they love big dicks. And they just, they have so many bandanas. Just a closet full of bandanas. Not, a, uh, not like the white did, girls
0: who like small dicks.
1: Did I ever tell you that I got, I almost got beat up in sixth grade by a chola? Because I told her that she was above average.
0: <laughs> Wait, can you tell me she was above average? What do you mean? Yeah.
1: So I forgot how we got on the conversation, but essentially we were talking about, she was, she was failing a, a subject. She was like, I'm never going to, I'm never going to get this subject I'm stupid, yo. I'm a, I'm a chola. I'm stupid. And I was like, no. I was like, no, my mom said that everybody's above average. So you're gonna, you, you just need to figure out a way to make it make sense to you. Cause, uh, you know, everybody's above average. She's like, don't fucking say that, yo. Don't fucking, don't you fucking say I'm above average. I'm dumb as shit. I'm dumb. I'm a chola We don't We're not smart <laughs> No you are You're very I mean look You wrote that essay About the planets And I thought that was I fucking I'll fucking kick your ass Bitch <laughs> <I was> Like <laughs> Like literally That's a conversation Like okay That's so funny All right, next up. I don't know. I don't know why the the sixth
0: grader in me was from Minnesota. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. like Peter (laughs) from Family Guy. All of a sudden, a sixth grade Lori Rocking Cat. Well, you know what? It's the image I have in my head of you in sixth grade, anyway. So yeah, okay, good. Here we go. Next up, drag queen Ben (laughs) Delacreme. My name is Ben creme Hold for applause.
5: Okay. And, um, I'm delighted to be here with a live audience. I love it when there's people just right in front of me and I could feel like I could just reach right out and touch you if I wanted to. I don't want to. Don't worry about that. But I feel like I could if I wanted to, which is a great option to have. Um, I'm far away from my hometown of Seattle, Washington. It's the city that never dries. But, you know, it's, it's rain is not so bad. It is a moist area, but, it's my moist area, and I love it. A lot of people come there. You just need to wear the right protection, you know? There's a lot of stereotypes about Seattleites, but they're really just regular folk, extremely regular folk. You know, <laughs> caffeine, all in line for the restroom. We love a good rest. But, uh, um, but I digress. The point is... I feel like I've learned to, to sort of weave a, a story, bring somebody on an arc that really ends somewhere where they feel like the whole thing's been, been meaningful and they're going to wind up with, with something that made the whole thing worthwhile.
6: So tell us a joke.
5: <laughs> um, good night, everybody.
0: Laurie camp your thoughts on... By the way, imagine if every time someone heckled you, there was that dramatic music. Uh, <laughs> like, if every time someone heckled you, you just heard...
1: That would actually make it Benight, better. Everybody.
0: That would actually make it
1: better. I would be like... I would actually then welcome heckling, because <laughs> then you could like, DJ your own heckles. <laughs> uh... Okay, what were your thoughts on Ben DeLaCreme? I have a co- weird question. Yeah. Is Ben de La Creme like a small person? Sounds like an elf.
0: No, no, uh, no, 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 no. She's actually very much your type. Really? Yeah, she looks like somebody that we know who's, uh, once a month you want to drink her blood.
3: <laughs> Stop
0: Gross.
1: Uh, you know, that happened to me last year. You where drank someone's period blood I did, last year? No, I did not. But I was, I did something in the, in that vein, and uh, and you and, and literally could not for the life of me stop laughing because I was like, and the girl was like, "What are you laughing?" I was like, "It's a it's a long story, but a friend of mine would really enjoy the fact that I'm doing this right now." <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> oh, so you got what uh, we in the straight business, can you know, I'm straight now. Call Red Wings. You got your Red Wings. Yes. Oh, wait. Wow. You're straight now. No. God, oh, okay. God, no. You don't do a, dra- a podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> Just like. <laughs>
1: That's the weirdest way to turn straight <laughs> uh, uh yeah I f- okay so i feel I feel bad for her, so she's obviously one of the one of the things I've noticed is the last two this one this one specifically very first time doing stand up and you can tell because they like raced that was like ten minutes worth of material in a minute. They raced through that, um she was super nervous and just didn't pause for laughter. Uh, in fact one of, somebody laughed and you could tell that she got flustered
0: <laughs> she was like wait wait wait
1: I have this all planned out stop laughing yeah.
0: um, I feel a lot of times actors who go into comedy have that
1: yeah so I think that she was super super uh like flustered and nervous. So I, I didn't dislike her as much as I did the last person because I felt like she legitimately was trying, she had premises that she was trying to turn into bits. Mm -hmm. They just weren't, they just didn't, they didn't have any follow through. And she also was trying very hard to like be like, crazy right up top i think what i'm what i'm finding is that i feel like everybody here who's doing stand-up isn't doing stand-up they're doing like shock and awe where they're like i'm gonna say something and then i'm gonna say a weird thing after that but don't you say say that's
0: a thing that open micers often do
1: oh yeah yeah i went to an open mic the other day where this guy was talking about uh I could tell, like, every... every Like, the audience was terrible. But I could tell, like, where he was going to go. It was like, okay, his stuff about his penis didn't work out. So now he's going to go into stuff about sex and mm-hmm. and and rape and then the stuff about sex and rape didn't work out so now he's going to go into anti race uh, you know like racism or anti-semitism so that didn't work out so now he's going to go into you know so it's like you could tell the arc of what he's because he's desperately people people who start out they're desperately they desperately think that or they think that the way to get attention is to just be shocking and to be um you know, super, uh, crazy. Like the thing about the mom, the chola liking cock, like if she had actually gone into a description of her, why her mom's a chola and what that was like, that would have been funny. Yeah. But the fact that like, oh, yeah, cholas like cock, like that was just weird. And that was just her way of saying like, that was her, that was her, it wasn't a punchline. It was just like a, a shock, a shock, you know, a a zap yeah. essentially. Like, oh, I'm going to just, I'm going to zap you a little bit.
0: That's very good. Now you. Know, this is, that's a very good. Speaking of that, one time Lori and I were watching this show called "How Clean Is Your House."
1: Oh God, no! Please stop. <laughs> do, they still, do they
0: still show these that show
1: anywhere? They're on YouTube, they have it. They also have a thing on YouTube which I love, and I've now forgotten the name of it, but it's about uh, uh, hypochondriacs or not hypochondriac uh, germophobes who go to mansions that are completely like torn down and, and just dirty and no, the person hasn't taken care of them and they clean it. But there's this one woman who like, she's so germophobic. She vacuums the air. So like, and they go to this guy who like, doesn't clean. Like he literally, he cooks, he, he cooks his meat on the same table like that he's like done everything like he he's had sex on that table like he basically this is like his he sleeps on that table like he doesn't have a bed for some reason he just does everything on one table and the woman's like what she like desperately tries to burn that table Like she's like keeps trying to carry it out the door and
0: i feel you were trying to distract me from the story but i'm not going to be distracted we were watching this show it's a british show called how clean is your house and and you know they go into dirty houses and they clean it for them at the end, they always want to show off. You know, we we washed your carpets, and look at all the gook we got out of your carpets. It's like gallons and gallons of dirty, like carpet cleaner water, right? And uh, we're watching. Mind, mind you, this person who just told you she drank period blood. We are watching uh, okay. this show, and Lori says, "I can't, I can't look at this. I can't look at, the, at what they're doing. I can't look." She covered her eyes. She couldn't look at the dirty carpet water because she Lori has a fear that if she's around the dirty carpet water, some uncontrollable urge will take over her and she'll try and drink the dirty carpet water. Did I get anything wrong there, Lori?
1: Yes. It's basically that. I mean, it's it's basically like, I. it's not that an uncomfortable, it's like, I imagine what happens if I drink it, and then it'll be disgusting, and then I make myself nauseous. It's sort of like people who have fear of hi- uh, uh, heights. They don't have a fear of um, the height itself. They have a fear of falling. So they, they'll they be like, oh my God, what ha-? for some reason, unknown reason, what happens if I just jump off this building, and then I would die? So that's their like their fear. It's, it's not going to happen, but for some reason, you just have that
0: thought in your head. Next up, Laganja Strange. <laughs> okay, her name is Laganja Strange. She smokes a lot of weed. Okay, just FYI. I feel you need to know that. Okay. okay. Here we go.
1: Hey, 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 hey. Put your lighters up.
5: Ganja's in the house. Ew. As you can tell from my accent, I am from Dallas, Texas. Ass. And it was not very easy growing up looking like this. Whether I was playing in my grandma's clothes or putting on a show for my well-organized, alphabetically ordered Beanie Babies, I was good 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 gay okay? But it wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles that I discovered marijuana. I mean, I like to smoke. Y'all, I am just flying as high as your receding hairline, okay? Marijuana really does help me calm down. So, y'all, I went to Valencia where they filmed the TV show Weed's. Now, y'all, it's very dry. It's almost kind of like your vagina. Jesus. Can I get a Now, y'all, I am a tree hugger because if it ain't green, huh, I'm not interested.
2: Okay.
1: Okay. I do think it's I do think it's kind of a dick move for them to bring old people, <laughs> because old people in general just suck. Like they just they're not they like they're not, they're not the type of audience that drag queens normally would have, you know, like drag queens, like they want, you want to be able to like make fun of people and like riff off of them and stuff. And then old people are just like, I'm just here. Why are you picking on me? (laughs) I'm just eating soup. Yeah. Uh, so like, you know, I don't, I, one thing I will say is that I could not tell by her accent that she was from Texas. I definitely could not tell that. Like that was, <laughs> that was telling. Totally, when she said Texas, I was like, oh, okay. Well, I, that's another thing where they're calling it out. Where you're like no one was thinking she was from. No, they- and also like she doesn't, she doesn't really like go into too much detail about it. She's like, as you can tell from my accent, I'm from Texas, and also I'm a drag queen. <laughs> and it's like, and then goes on to the drag queen stuff. And it's like. Okay, so you're from Te- – like, it was just – it was really weird. It was a weird uh,
0: – Where would you rank that one? Is it worse than the one with the chola? Is the chola still the worst?
1: Chola to me is still the worst. That one I would say, if we're going worst to best – I forgot the other two, to be honest with you, but I know that they weren't bad.
0: Uh, yes. the, so far the, the first say- one, Darian is your favorite. The Who's Darian? The one with the big girl with the arc joke.
1: Oh the archer okay so i would say it's uh, chola then uh
0: um the singing one or bendela Creme, who we're talking about seattle
1: bendela so chola's the worst bendela Creme, then seattle or no then the singing one then this this one right now and then uh uh the one who is Darian leak uh, yeah Darren leak so right now she she's at the top okay. but like i mean that's like saying you know who's the smartest kid on the short bus like it's not it's not it's not really a a, an advantage sort of thing
0: all right let's move on to the next one trinity k bonet
2: get up and show me some love come on get up show me some love get up i got on all this shit all this drag this stuff is hot thank you thank you this ain't easy i'm not a comedian so go sit down sit down sit down sit down shit shit Sit down. So if you all have not already noticed, I am black, but don't be worried, you know, you don't have to hold on to your purses and your wallets, I already got them. (laughs) Growing up for me was really hard because we were really poor. We were like good times poor. It was really, really bad. And um, the only way we had the opportunity to eat was my mother would read us recipes from a cookbook. how I got full mini nights off of the roast beef on page 27 (laughs) but a really unfortunate thing happened my sister caught an ear infection so she starved to
3: death
2: (laughs) I really grew up a lot with my grandmother I stayed at my grandmother's house one because she was just a sweet lady and two because she had food (laughs) but she had this really crazy obsession with her bills and it was the light bill in particular everything involved the light bill Stop running around my house like that, you're going to run my light bill up. <laughs> Stop flushing that toilet so much, you're going to run my damn light bill up. <laughs> Stop breathing so much, you're going to run my light bill up. <laughs> I just feel like I can be myself and just let my hair down with all of you people. She takes her wig off here. <laughs> Good time. It's a party. It's a party. Yes.
0: Now you... i say that's my favorite. That's your favorite so far. Now you really, really liked that beginning when she told everyone to stand up. You were laughing hysterically. Oh, hysterity. my God. Just the idea of like a bunch of old people having to stand
1: up. Oh, why? <laughs> Where are we going? Stand up. And like literally like would not stop until they all stood up and then was like, sit down. Jeez, what are you doing? <laughs> like <laughs> such a dick about it. And I loved it. Uh, I don't know if, if you want this story out there. So I'm just going to do a really long sit up so you can have time to edit it. Um but one of my favorite moments with you ever and I love this so much was we were all walking down LA and we were passing a uh <laughs> bus or like one of those outdoor testing vans yeah. where you test to see if you're HIV positive. Yeah. And you were a little drunk a little. and uh <laughs> We were walking down the street and there were like a bunch of gay men or straight men or whatever standing outside and you literally just like loud as you can be Positive, negative, negative, positive. <laughs> and just kept on. Oh my
0: god! I know that was so so drunk that night. I was it was so drunk. It was
1: probably my favorite moment. We were in West uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Second to the when you used to go, we used to go to the anytime we went to a liquor store, you would get condoms and then be like, "I'm gonna fuck her later." <laughs> So would be like I'm like, I'm gonna go to C V S to get a, a soda. Okay, I'll go with you. And then he would buy condos and be like, I'm gonna fuck her
0: <laughs> I was like, Oh my god. And the guy at the cash register would be like, Okay. Well <laughs> again in front of Martini Blues and Martini Blues, the bar oh, was way in the back. Like it was like in a strip mall, but in the corner of the strip <laughs> mall, like it was way off the street. It was right and it was right by Twenty Four Hour Fitness, yeah. too. And yeah. so Lori and I like Again, we'd be there late at night, and we would stand outside and dance, in <laughs> in hopes that people would drive by and think it was a cool club. <laughs> but we would dance in the quad, so you could only you could
1: really only see us if you were like looking directly at the theater. You would be like, "Why are those two overweight, obviously gay people <laughs> dancing?" <laughs> dancing, and then Martini Blues closed. Yeah. All right. Next up, Jocelyn. Oh, Fox. hold on. Yeah. Hold on one second. I gotta charge my um,
0: computer. Okay. All right. Here we go. Ready, Jocelyn Fox.
5: You know, I've uh, suffered from ADHD all of my life. It's a constant struggle every day. Oh, look a rhinestone. <laughs> but I'm always getting shit. You know. Oh, you're so skinny. Why don't you just eat something or eat a cheeseburger? You skinny bitch. <laughs> And all I want to say is Well then give me something to eat I'm fucking starving So I've got a little theory going here Ever since I've come to the show And I met RuPaul I have a little theory here I'm gonna run it by you I've seen RuPaul in the workroom Out of drag I see RuPaul here on the runway As a drag queen Never in the same room at the same time Both RuPaul's Same person Pretty sure I cracked the code
0: Just saying Okay. Do they
1: only play music for the people that
0: are terrible? <laughs> I think it's like the Seinfeld type music. Yeah, because they've only played music for two people. Yes. Yeah. So Jocelyn Fox, just so you know, because it's gonna come up later, Jocelyn Fox, when one you just heard, she won a mini a mini challenge, and she set the lineup. Okay, and that becomes a, a judge brings it up later. I'm gonna ask you about it, but um, she's the one that made to, who devised the order of the lineup. Okay, but what were your thoughts on Jocelyn Fox?
1: Oh my God. Uh. She, I felt like she had good, I felt like her premises were okay, but she desperately needed to figure out how to do punchlines. Um, her, her, uh, give me a cheeseburger. I'm starving. Bit was kind of like a call to help. Like, I almost <laughs> wanted to be like, wait, are you legitimately like starving to death? Because if that's the case, then yeah, you should eat like, I remember one time I had a bit for a little bit that it was like it went nowhere. And it was essentially about how like I always forget to buy deodorant when I go to Walgreens. Mm-hmm. Like I'll go in being like I'm going to buy deodorant and then I buy like four other things and I forget. And then I end up not having <laughs> enough money to buy deodorant. Um, and it didn't go anywhere. And then Lana Turner, who's this really famous comedian who was actually used to be married to Ralphie May, R.I.P. I
0: was just talking uh, about her today.
1: Yeah. She, she's a really, uh, amazing comedian and she was doing the show and she came up after afterwards and was like, do you need money for deodorant? Like I would go and get you deodorant. I was like, no, I I mean, at the time I didn't have deodorant, but I was like, oh geez, like I, I didn't realize that my, what I was doing was like worrying people. So yeah, I, I felt like that was weird. Uh, the, I don't understand the code that she was talking about was, are they trying to say that like.
0: RuPaul is like two different people or I think that was the joke she was making was that she doesn't she's like she's planning she's playing a bimbo character and that she didn't realize that RuPaul and the boy version and the girl version are the same person
1: oh it didn't make any sense yeah I would say that's probably like that's now my
0: that's your, worst one that's the worst one now okay yeah all right here we go the last one Bianca Del Rio The last one. I
1: am so excited to
6: see the cast of Cocoon is here. You look fabulous. Miss, I'm over here. Bring both eyes. I'm right here. Damn, Pearl Harbor must have did you in. And on a lighter note, I'd like to let you know about my family. My mother is from Cuba, and my dad is from Honduras, which basically means I have a large dick, no credit, and a tendency to take things that don't belong to me. (laughs) insisted that we stay true to our Spanish heritage, so my first words were, housekeeping. <laughs> I like the gentleman in the back who's sleeping. Makes me feel right at home. Can you wake that bitch up? Yeah, the one right there with the horizontal stripes. Not a good look in your third trimester, sir. All, right. All I've ever heard from the judges was that we need to see more versatility. And you know what I gotta say to y'all is that I will show you versatility when Santino wins a sewing competition and Versace wears a fucking turtleneck.
3: You hear me? <laughs> Ain't gonna happen.
6: Well, I gotta say I hope you guys had a lot of fun. And because I'm feeling extra special, I'm gonna put fresh tennis balls on every walker in the place. <laughs> Jello, all around. Thank
0: Thoughts on Bianca Del Rio?
1: I don't think I mentioned this before, but I feel like another thing that has made, the ones that I pick that are that are bad, they just, like, they don't have that showmanship. Like, one of the things, I've never seen a live drag queen show, but one of the things I loved, season eight was the only season I ever saw, RuPaul's Drag Race, and I keep wanting to watch other seasons, but they took it off of Hulu. Um, but, uh, just the the personality and the showmanship is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like that, her jokes might not have been great. Bianca, but, you're I mean, about? yeah, Bianca. But you could, I could listen to her read the phone book. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she's great. Um, yeah, I really liked. I would say probably she's like my second mm-hmm. favorite. The woman who made everybody stand up is still my favorite.
0: So okay, so now I am going to tell you. So Bianca won the whole thing, the competition. Really, I-, I could see that she won the whole. She, she could... became she won the whole season, but she also won she... this competition as well. Oh, she w- she's she became what season is season this? six? Oh, okay. So she's the winner of season six, but she also won this competition, and uh, she's also uh, along with being a drag queen, she was a comic, and now she goes around. and She's playing auditoriums and stuff like that, and and uh, she's, I could she sent she goes that. on tour, and she's huge now as a comic, like a drag queen comic now. And yeah. all the gays going to see her, uh, but she. But you know, and this, you know, there has to do a formal stand-up show. But she's an insult comic, and you know, insult comics have a lot of time just doing like regular stand-up. So she's uh, she's in real life doing like an Ian Bag type show, you know. But uh, yeah, uh, but in here she has to do jokes, and that's not you know. But so I think that's why her jokes aren't as strong. But uh, she won the whole thing. Now she won, and she also won this particular challenge. Now I'm gonna. So one of the judges named Michelle Visage. And I'm going to play you – so she was critiquing Jocelyn. Remember the second-to-last one he said was now the worst one? No. Yeah. Yeah. She was saying that one of the mistakes she made was devising the lineup, about her devising the lineup. I'll just play what Michelle said. Here, here, hold on.
6: Knowing that Bianca Del Rio is a comic, why would you put yourself before her?
0: I
5: thought she'd be a great – Way to close the show. She is
6: a great closer, but what it does is it puts the person before her in a really precarious situation if you're not as strong.
0: Would you agree with that critique?
1: No, I, I mean, I, I agree with the critique of not putting her last, but I don't agree with why she said not to. Because putting her last, she's a headliner. If you're, if you're designing this, this is a competition. So she was thinking about it, which is sweet, but she was thinking about it from a stand, from a stand-up show point of view. Like, I want her to close the show because she's really funny. Well, you're essentially handing her the show because she's going to be the headliner. She's obviously done this before. So she knows how to, you know, how to ramp up the energy. Um, so I would have put her like, second or something like that. I would have put her, I would have put her in a position. I would have put her second and I would have put me further up or I would put her in the middle and I would have put me before her. Oh, I, because I, I, you I, never want to go after her. She's too much. And like the women that she was smart and that she didn't go after merely go after any of like the really like, uh, well, maybe she did, but she, she, um, you don't want to go after somebody who's like super energetic and, you know, like, um, kind of like has a lot of energy and you, this is your first time doing it, you know,
0: so that you hit the nail on the head. The, the critique was, I'm going to, I'm going to go and tell what you said. She should have, she shouldn't have followed Trinity K. Bonet, who you thought was your favorite. She shouldn't have followed her. But the audience doesn't know who's coming at this point. No one knows who these people are. So they they wouldn't have hurt her stand-up. What she should have done as a strategic move is put someone she doesn't like after Bianca. So like, oh, I don't like this bitch. I'm going to put her after Bianca because it's tough to follow Bianca.
1: And the mistake she made was
0: after following Trinity K. Bonet.
1: And then, and literally, and then putting Bianca up last. Yeah. She had her headline. So if she, w- if she was smart, what she would have done is followed somebody who, you know, cause she had energy. She just didn't have jokes. Mm-hmm. So if she followed somebody who didn't have jokes and didn't have energy, like, Seattle, if she followed her, she would have done a lot better. And then had Bianca, maybe had Bianca go and then had somebody who was like super bad, like Seattle, maybe even put Seattle there. She would have, you know, she would, it would have, she would, it would have looked completely different. Also, it would have deflated what Bianca had done because when you end on a high, everybody remembers the high. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you immediately cut the legs off, off of that person and have a terrible, shitty comedian go up, nobody remembers the other person. They just remember, they I always remember like the last person that went up or the last like, yeah, the last person that went up. So unless it's like a really long show, then it's like you don't want to be last.
0: True. Very good point. I like mean, you used to do. All right. Uh, why don't we wrap it up there? Lori, uh, thank you so much for doing this. This is so nice of you, especially with you feeling ill. And you didn't have to go to the bathroom once while we did this.
1: Well, I did. I did take a major poop right before so when you called me, so that I feel like that helped. But I will be going to the bathroom right now.
0: Speaking so. of not ending on a high note, <laughs> but uh, let's talk about – so <laughs> first myself. of all, where can everyone find you? Like is there like a Lori Camp website? Is there like a uh,
1: – No. Uh, can they follow they can you on, on Twitter? They can follow me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at Lori Camp on Twitter, at LROG on Instagram, and – Lori Roggenkamp on Facebook. Um, but first of, have,
0: of all, it, it's Lori without an, it, it's mm-hmm. wait, wait, what, K-A-M-P. Um yep. And then, so the, just so people have that spelling. And then you're also on another podcast called uh, The Type Top Five with your friend Colin Hughes. Yep. And you can find that anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, yep. It's so good, I'm afraid to listen to it. And uh, and then also you were telling me on uh, October 25th you're going to uh, host a show called Family Dinner at the Pack Theater in Los Angeles, correct?
1: Yeah, 9 p.m. It's a panel show where uh, we, have, we bring up comedians and we eat dinner and then we talk about stuff. So hopefully that'll go over well. Do you know the website uh, for that? Uh, it's packtheater.com. Oh, there you I go. Think uh and then they can look up the calendar. It's I do a lot of stuff of the pack and it's it's a really fun theater. So that's it.
0: All right, well, Lori, thank you so much for joining us today and uh this is the only, this is the first time you and I talked spoken in 2017, so uh,
1: yeah, I just oh my god, that's crazy. Uh yeah, Lo- me, after I broke up with my mind. boyfriend,
0: Lori and I did get coffee and she uh just told me about all the ways I'd be sad. <laughs> The depth of my sadness. Well, I had just recently broken
1: up with somebody too, yeah. so I was like, "Oh, trust me, I know, I know all about this." And
0: then I was immediately flirting with the Starbucks employee. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little twink. All right, Lori, it was a very nice doing this. And uh, thank are you
1: it. dating anybody else now? Or no. Are you
0: just, Th- that's you why, just, why I'm. That's why I'm. On, that's why I'm, I'm going to the gym and shit. I gotta get. I gotta get my ass in gear. Literally.
1: Oh, I'm not doing. I've literally sunk in deeper into my singledom. I'm just gonna. If I could, if I wasn't so allergic to cats, I would get a
0: bunch of cats. But Are you really allergic to cats? Isn't I'm it ironic allergic. that a lesbian is allergic to cats?
1: I have a song about that. Oh, you uh, do? My all-female sketch group wrote a song called Lesbian Allergic to Cats. It's called uh, – it's uh, our sketch group. That's what I wanted to mention was Walk of Shame. It's an all-female sketch group. Um, we put out videos. Go to walkashameLA.com and yeah.
0: It's fun. All right. Well, Laurie Roddenkamp, thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Bye.